Hello and welcome to another Woodshop Podcast with Mike Coffey of Coffee Custom Builds, Daniel Dunlap of Daniel Dunlap Woodworks, and Peter Kapar of Petrie's Workshop. You can find us all as well as the podcast on Instagram and YouTube. Episode 111 of Another Woodshop Podcast, where this week we have the man that taught Paul Jackman how to be an Instagram model, the woodworking Popeye, the man that wants to say hi to your mom. <laughs> Eric Curtis is here. Is say hi to your mom for me. Say hi to your mom Bravo! I like it. That, that, was, that was good, Pete. Man, that's the <laughs> best intro hot. I've ever had. Ever. All right. <laughs> I don't know so if you good. know this about Pete, Eric. He comes up with these on the fly. He's a straight I, hype man. I just wrote it when I was like one second. He's straight I was hype man. <laughs> oh man, I'm ready to like hit the town. Let's go, man. When can you wingman for me? You guys please? heard it right though. Whatever. Eric, Eric is here, and we are very He's excited here. about it. So it's gonna be it's gonna be a good time. We got a uh, we got a whole episode planned of shenanigans. It's gonna be at best subpar, but we're gonna try our hardest because we're a bunch of tryhards. So let's hey, get this thing going. Exceptionally um, mediocre exceptionally the best you know my last name in ukrainian is pronounced sapad which literally just sounds subpar so it's on on brand it's on brand piot sub subpar subpar uh well this week i'd like to thank our patrons for sponsoring this episode you guys are awesome thank you so much pete said we had a new one but i didn't see one well we'll see it next week to the bus right now (laughs) i don't know if it's not showing up for me or what Okay. Yeah, tune in next week for <laughs> possible, may- definite maybe of new patrons. But A no, big thanks for 100% patrons. possibility. You guys are the dopest. Uh, also, this week, uh, we're kind of starting a new trend. Uh, we have a cool segment where we do reviews, and we're going to start it right here. Oh, Black Betty, Ramble Lamb. That's Dan singing, Oh, Black Betty, Ramble Lamb. And uh, that's how we do our review segment. That's how we get into it, because we can't come up with good jingles. Uh, but we aren't going to do reviews again, because we have a we guest. We can. So. <laughs> we just did. Oh, yeah, that's right. We did. I forgot. We have a lot of guests over the oh. next several weeks, so. Yeah, we got a lot of guests lined up. I don't, it's, uh, I'm actually really excited about it. It's really a ton of fun, yeah. so. Um, the next thing we typically jump into is what's on my bench, but... Eric's here, and we want to ask him some questions from us to him. We figure, hey, now's the time. Uh, do we want to go into like full interview mode, or what do we want to I, go into? I feel here? like I feel do? like we should still dive into well, what's on my bench. I'm curious to hear what the situation. Why don't we keep I, a, like we can do a brief what's on the bench, and then yeah, yeah, have him yeah. Go we from into, that then right we into dive questions. into Eric head first. Dive into no Eric. lookies. Yeah, no look skis. Right into the no Eric look skis. Skis. This isn't working. Nice. I need to just yeah. play this. <laughs> What's on my bench? So that's how we get into what's on my bench. Uh, that's Dan singing as well. That's all he's here for. We my don't man, actually the, use Dan for much else other than he's a jingle machine. Human being. He is. He oh, is yeah. a chameleon. It's Fergie and Jesus. It's Fergie and yeah, Jesus. I've been known as <laughs> Fergie and Jesus. A an angel with a voice. That's me. I mean, <laughs> there, there, there is something with. angelic about it. It's spiritual. I feel I'm ready for what's on yeah. my bench emotionally. Just I'm grateful. Well, I'm glad you're ready because I think you're first. Yeah, Dan yeah, sounds Eric. like getting pulled over by Steven Seagal feels. <laughs> <laughs> Mainly it's shock. Yeah, shock. A little bit of also disappointment. A lot of roundhouse also kicks. Kind of excited. <laughs> For sure. He roundhouse kicked that window straight open. Yeah, it was <laughs> You don't have to roll it down. 
He just shatters it, and there's just glass all over your face, and you're trying so, to answer questions. You know questions how, like, officers Seagal. always, like, touch the back trunk as they approach the car? He just roundhouse kicks the trunk as he approaches the car. <laughs> you know his heel print is right in just there. Full of... And he tries to plant chiladas on you. It's really jacked <laughs> up. But, uh... <laughs> no, uh, yeah, Eric, what's your... What's, what you got going on this week? Uh, currently, I'm working on a, a commission. Just a, It's a little box, um, but it's an interesting little commission. So uh, this particular client has a cup, um, like a chalice, a vessel. I don't know what you want to call it, but they're, <clears throat> they're very Catholic. And uh, so he has this, this vessel that was made in 1740. Uh, that's been Holy in his smokes. family the entire time, right? It's this pure silver silver vessel. And, and uh, whenever they have a family wedding, uh, they take uh, communion out of this cup. Uh, and so it's, I have the well, cup. That sounds it's, really COVID friendly. It's, I mean, it's definitely pushing the boundaries <laughs> of what is, uh, uh, you know, scientifically and medically Safe. advisable. Um, <laughs> however, uh, it's a beautiful cup. And so I'm making right. a container for this cup uh, that would you call it a, a grail? Place where this can live. I would absolutely call it a grail, but I don't know <laughs> if this guy would be offended by all of the Monty Python jokes. Uh, <laughs> so I was I going Indiana Jones. But yeah, Monty much. Python's way better. I think this is why <laughs> Eric and I are friends. This is why we send um, feet pigs to one another. We get it. That's exactly it. <laughs> Uh, and so that's what I'm working on this week. Um, it's just a tiny little walnut box, a container for this, so we can ship it around to his nieces and nephews as, as they're getting married. Uh, it's a cool little box, though. Um, you know, the, the goal is to kind of imbue the object with some meaning uh, that, that has a relation to this cup and uh, trying to do something that resembles growth uh, and, and the capacity to move forward uh, in some beautiful way. Because, uh, you know, this is getting you know, used at, at weddings and it means something to his family and has meant it's important to his family for, for damn near 300 years. So that's why that's what I'm working on this week. That's awesome, man. That's really cool. Yeah. Fascinating. Um, how, I mean, I, this isn't the interview segment, but something like that, is this a word of mouth thing? Do you know them? I mean, how do you get a project like that? So this particular guy, um, is friends with another client of mine. Um, and he saw a piece that I made for them, uh, humidor and, uh, he really liked the humidor and, uh, yeah, yeah that was sick. So, so he gave me a call and, and basically was like, <clears throat> you know, something that's really important to me is to establish, um, my creative process with, with new clients and, and make sure they understand how I work. And so once he was comfortable with exactly once he was comfortable with me kind of, stating how I work and, and how I let the, the piece kind of evolve as it, as it comes alive, then, um, you know, he seemed really excited about it. And I'm, I'm pretty stoked to get it to him to see how he actually reacts. Cause I Question. like to not, not let them know anything about it outside of like what their creative. It will be a box. It will Question. be a box. He wanted dovetails. That's all he knows. Question. Yes, uh, I got a, I got a couple door commissions and I know Mike has as well. Um, what is a humidor? <laughs> oh God! It's, uh, it's an environmentally friendly door. Ah, made out of humans? Or... <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Human I mean, door? Yes. It's a real made human centipede of door situation. <laughs> oh man! Cool. ATM door situation. Uh, <laughs> 
Um, that's cool. That's awesome. That sounds like a great project. Both, uh, yeah. you know, that that box is those always like when it's something that means that much to the client. I mean, when you're making like a table for someone, it's it's a big deal or a door or something that be. But when it's a when it's going to be the home of a Grail, a family heirloom that's 300 <laughs> years old, there's a lot of uh, there's a lot of there's a lot of stress that comes with that and getting it right. You know, getting it right, whatever that means, whatever it is, you, you know, got to get it right. It's tough. That's a funny thing. And I just had this conversation with, with somebody recently, and, and I wish I could recall who it was, but <laughs> somebody was essentially asking me, like, do you feel the pressure of, of making these objects for people, um, you know, that, that mean so much to them, that they're invested so much in emotionally? Uh, and the funny thing is, is like, I don't like, I don't feel any pressure on that because one of the things that's again, really important to me up front is, is establishing the artist approach that boundary, right. With the, with the client. Yeah. And so yeah, yeah. here's what he knows he wants is he wants dovetails. He wants it to be made out of walnut. He wants it to, um, I don't know. I, I still haven't figured out how to phrase this humble in some way, right? Not, not audacious, right? Not uh, gaudy. So, not that, tacky. And that's exactly the word Clean. that he used. He didn't want it to be gaudy. Yeah. Uh, so, and then obviously has to house the, the cup. So outside of that, I was just like, I need full creative control of what the thing is. And um, there was only one time where I presented a piece to a client where <clears throat> they still liked the piece, but they were, they were almost confused by the fact that they didn't like, get any sketches they didn't know what the piece was going to look like i literally we established what it was going to be and when i was going to deliver it and then i called them up and i was like it's done and she was like i didn't even get like a primary sketch or anything and i was like no no, no, just that that's not how that works with me you do get an invoice though happy birthday (laughs) (laughs) i'm assuming they liked it I, they did like it. I think it worked. It worked really, really well in the space. It was a super fun piece, it, uh, and she's she's contacted me since and talked about how much uh, people really like when they come over, and that's really what she wanted was a statement piece. Um, but it was I mean, just funny. Like, I like her you. reaction to that phone call was entertaining. I like you a lot, Eric. But and that's, I wanted you on the show, but I wanted to bring it on because I think there's yeah. like there's um there's like between the craftsmen. So there, there's like this thing. There's a there's the craftsman and the artist. They both do something very well. Um, I think mm-hmm. the craftsman tends to lean towards more of making stuff for others and the artist tends to make stuff for them. And the artist, you're, you're a craftsman, but who skews to the art artist side. I mean, uh, the, the, the muse is very important <laughs> to you. Um, and the artist approach I think is very important to you. And that's, that's something I wanted to, I'm really excited to have you on the show because what you're talking about right now about creating the expectation, like you are the creative in this situation uh, with like a craftsman. I'm, I, I'm not an artist. I'm more lean towards more towards the craftsman side of things. I generally try to build what I can for the client and I don't usually have a artistic, <clears throat> I have design and I give them uh, you know, suitable integrity or in- integral parts of the build that I think will help the things stay together and not fall apart over time. <laughs> like, like drop wisdom on them for you. There's a lot of, um, I think the muse is really important, which I think is really cool. And the the bottom line is like, you have to, as an artist type, which I think you are, I don't think that's an insult. You still have to find a way to get paid because everyone needs to make money. And I think your approach is really good. I think your approach of 
uh, hey, I'm going to make this thing for you, but uh, why don't you give me the smallest amount of input and I'll get it done for you and it's going to be dope, <laughs> I promise you that. I really like that approach. I think it's really and great. It's and it's done. Really Here's cool your invoice. You it's, yeah. No, yeah I, it's, it's, that's been an approach that, that took me a really long time to, to develop um, an understanding and appreciation for, you know, how that how that process works and the confidence to execute that that process yep. right um because i have to know that i can do the thing and i have to have confidence or at least confidence <clears throat> in the fact that with every piece that i approach i will attempt to make the best possible object and that's the hard mm-hmm. thing about selling things to somebody and there's a, i want to be clear about this there's a lot of people who contact <laughs> me thinking they want a piece uh by me and then they realize it's it's going to take X amount of time or it's going to cost X amount of dollars. And they're like, oh, that's that's not going to work because I just want to give you what, like, you know, Ikea money and then you make right. the table. Right. Like, I so, think right. that's so the, one the, thing, the, the struggle for a lot of people. <clears throat> right. Yeah, that's right. the struggle for a lot of people. One well, the problem is really there's guys helpful. that will say yes. Well, sure. There's a lot of guys. That, and, and that's perfectly understandable. And I don't want to knock the yeah. people who, who produce that, like produce things in bulk. If that's what makes you happy, do the thing, right? Like, if you enjoy just the process of making cutting boards, chairs, whatever it is, boxes, right. do the thing, bow ties, what, whatever makes you smile. Um, for me personally, it's the process of engaging with the thought and, and the, the creative process has helped me to um, understand my place in the world and understand what I'm capable of contributing to the human experience and, and trying to make the world slightly better in a very small and, and um, you know, in, in a way that is almost immeasurable, but, but it's ineffable and it does matter in some way. Uh, so whatever that way is, as long as I can keep doing that and keep finding people uh, who understand and appreciate that, then, I consider myself an incredibly lucky human. Yeah, you're doing the thing you love. And you have to find out what it is you love about the thing you're doing and not um, and not let people step all over you. <laughs> I mean, you, you, there's things that you got to find out the thing that you really enjoy and you just have to chase that thing and try to find a way to... I mean, we all got to make money. That's about like everyone has to be sure, honest. Like sure. everyone's got to make money. So you got to find a way to do the thing you love. And, 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 and unfortunately, you got to well, monetize and, things in life. So. And I think that there's um, and this is a good point to touch on because there's this like stigma that if you aren't a full time woodworker, that you're not like a woodworker. Right. Or if you're not a full time. Yeah, that's trash. Whatever it is. X, then you're not that thing. Right. It's really hard to make a living as a creative person. It's really hard. So whatever you have to do, find a job to pay the bills uh, in order to allow you the creative freedom to explore the things that matter to you, do that thing. There's like, it's no value lost to the things that you want to do. Uh, And and I think for some reason, um, you know, like if being a medical personnel or a police officer or a teacher, whatever the hell the thing is, just do the thing. If that gives you the time to be a woodworker, you're a woodworker. That's good enough. Yep. Just do the thing. Yeah. Don't don't Dude, justify I it. I relate to that by... so much. It, right. That, like you're really hitting it on our nose because like, so many people ask. I mean, how many times a week do you get asked, "Hey, what are you going full time?" Right. Like, you know, right. like it. People get. I I get asked all the time, like, "When are you going full time?" Like, well, 
do you, do you want to just be doing I mean, some people just don't want to do that. They want to make stuff, but they also want to have regular jobs. And there's, you know? there's a freedom. There's a, like when you have financial stability for having a job and you have the freedom to explore the ideas or the projects that you want to explore, that's a beautiful place to exist with it. And there's no reason to, to move beyond that too soon in order to do a thing that you think that you should do just because other people say that you need to be a full-time woodworker. Because if you go from making objects that you really care about and you're, you're growing and you're exploring and you're doing fantastic work to making, you know, a, a thousand cutting boards a week to pay the bills, like then you're not going to have time to do the other thing. Do you mind sharing like what, what's your full-time gig? Like what's your life look like with everything? So currently uh, I am hand model. It is a full-time situation. Hand model mostly is how mm-hmm. I make my income. Um, <laughs> you can check out my only hands. Only account. hands. Uh, only hands. Right. Yeah. <laughs> There's another show title. So, candidate. <laughs> um, so my business model is basically like 50% commission work, 50% content. Uh, and what's really beautiful about the content model for me, and I know this is not true of everybody, but, uh, somehow I've kind of forged these relationships where I have that same kind of creative freedom with the companies that I work with. Uh, and I only work with companies that I've known for a long time that I've used their products for a long time and that I can trust. Uh, and so what they do is they give me full creative freedom to, to create whatever I want. Uh, and as of recently, that, that has tended to be piggybacked with a commission. So somebody will approach me. Let's take the, the last large commission I, I just finished up, which was a, a liquor bar. So a good friend of mine approached me wanting to uh, commission a liquor bar for her husband who is one of my closest friends. Um, he's turning 40 or just turned 40. And um, he really wanted me to make them a piece. So we've been talking about this since like December. I just delivered this in late April. Uh, and so on top of the commission, and again, it was the same concept of like, here are the things you want. Everything else is just creative freedom of the process of evolving with a piece. Uh, and then I was lucky enough to have three sponsors who kind of piggybacked on top of that to sponsor different portions of the build. And through that kind of combined package, I, you know, I make enough money to live on for the time it takes to build the piece. Um, and are you also teaching and getting paid for that or is it just your, so I do teach, I, I love teaching and, uh, the, the moment that my schedule kind of allows me to be back in the classroom on a more consistent basis, I will be. Um, but currently, uh, I did have to step away from the classroom and, and I'm just kind of, well, I'm going, I'm going down the road and seeing what comes up. I love you know? it. Yeah. Well, I do have one adventure. more question with that to piggyback off all that. Sorry. I'm like hitting you with all the questions now. But like what, what did you, what, what did your, ugh, I hate this word journey look like? Like what did you have to make pallet wood furniture or, or two by four furniture first to build up to the level of like, now I can do whatever I want. Cause people will just pay me for my work because they know my work. Or did you just kind of like from day one was like, I want to make the best furniture possible. And you were trying to hit it right in a, like right to the top that's of the a, bar. That's a good question. Um, I don't, I don't know. Uh, 
So I grew up in the trades. I've been building things as long as I can remember, right? My father was a, a, a builder. Um, you know, I built my first deck when I was in sixth grade. Um, so like, I've just been building things all my life. I knew that I always wanted to work with my hands. Um, and at one point, I remember the moment I decided I wanted to be a furniture maker. It was like falling in love. It was like love at first sight, man. It was a very specific moment in time. Um, but it was from that moment that I think it was a desire to make the best possible furniture that I could, right? Like whatever it was that I chose to do, I always wanted to do it to the best of my ability. And then everything else I just didn't care about. Like I was a terrible student. I was, I was a solid C minus student and that was sufficient (laughs) for me. Um, same. And then, so it was, that was when I was like 20 that I decided I wanted to be a furniture maker, um, worked my butt off, tried to find uh, apprenticeship. Do you want to tell uh, the defining moment about when you wanted to be a furniture maker? Um, So I was, because I I know, I mean, it was, it was such a silly moment. I was, um, it's not, it's good. It's real. It was good. I, so I, you got pulled over by Steven Seagal. Come on. I got pulled over by Steven Seagal and he <laughs> just ran me to the Stick face later. and I saw a vision of a Demi Lou. And I was like, this is it. Uh, no, I was, I was lying in bed with my then girlfriend and she was uh, kind enough to um, humor me in this desire, right? Like I, I knew I wanted to build things. Uh, and so I'd started researching furniture. I was like ordering fine woodworking magazine and an American woodworker. And in American Woodworker, one month, I got a sample DVD from Paul Sellers. And she, again, kind enough to, like, watch these DVDs with me. Uh, You know how it is when you're dating girls when you're, like, 19 or 20. (laughs) And uh, so it was, I don't know, maybe a 15-minute DVD. And specifically, I remember him cutting edge bandings uh, out of ebony and uh, uh, holly. And just watching him cut these these dental bandings and inlay them by hand with no measurements with a handsaw and a router plane. And I just like watched him do it and turned to her and I was like, oh, that's that's what I'm going to do for the rest of my life. And she just gave me this blank look like, I don't what what did what are you going to do? And I was like, what I don't know what that do? is. <laughs> right. I don't know what that is, but whatever that is, I'm going to go do that. And, uh, and I didn't know anybody who was a furniture maker. I didn't know anybody who was an artist. Like my father was a builder. My mother is a medical technologist. Right? Like when you like say that, your father was a builder, are we talking like framer or, or he, like he in was, a construction? Like a, he was a handyman, you know okay. what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, and so like I learned electrical, I learned plumbing, I learned framing. Um, Jack of all trades, master yeah, exactly. of a couple. But, but none of that is, is there any kind of artistic decision-making, right? right? It's very much the craft. Um, it's the craftsman. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so it really was that moment of, I, like, I, I saw what the end goal was. I didn't know how to get there. I didn't know what road to take. I didn't know who to ask for advice. But the, the stubborn child in me was like, whatever that is, I'm going to go do that now. Did, were you artistic in any way at the time? Because like, that's something nah. I struggle with. Like, I'm very handy and I've been building into trades my whole life too. But like, 
I know right angles and whatever. I I can't like. I need so, to really try hard to make things artistic. Sure. It's not easy um, for me. Same. I, it, it, I it was it never. Me. It was never easy for me. Honestly, I think my brain is more scientific than artistic. Um, I was in performing arts. Like I was a musician. Um, I did like some stage acting, but little. I was never a visual artist. I still can't draw. Like you're acting it, like you enjoy this, so that makes work. <laughs> it's all about lying. Right? <laughs> so uh, acting, but <laughs> and scene. It. it no, to, to answer your question in short, no, um, I didn't know what I was doing and I struggled with it really hard. And to be honest, it wasn't until I discovered how to break design down into kind of the, the fundamental building blocks, almost like a math equation, uh, that it started to make sense to me. So you have the, the elements and principles of design and the way that I explain this to my students were the elements of design are the raw materials, right? They're like the wood that we use. Uh, the principles of design are the tools that you use in order to manipulate the wood to make an object. Uh, and once I kind of figured that out and cracked that code and learned the elements and principles, then it was, it was really just a math equation. It was basic addition, right? Like if I take X uh, element and, and X principle and I just combine the two and this thing comes out, then it's just a volume game. You just make and make and make and you go, okay, that sucks. That's terrible. That's kind of good. That could be better next time. And then over an evolution of years, you just go, okay, now, now I kind of know what's going to happen. Right. So it's, uh, it, it was a long process for me and that really didn't start until my late twenties, like 28, 29. And you're how old now? 32. Oh. 34 next week. Close enough. <laughs> yeah. Awesome. Sorry, I started cool. asking questions. That was a, that was a deep dive. Really no, I like, I like it. it, was, it was are we perfect. still what's was, on our bench? I knew, <laughs> we are. That was a great segment, Eric. Thank you. I would, I, that's where I wanted that to go with these questions. That's exactly where I wanted it to go. We have more uh, questions for I'll, you, too. Oh, yeah, yeah. We're not done with questions, for sure. Dan's let's uh, let's his... throw it over to big Daniel Dunlap for his what's on his bench this week. Uh, well, gosh, how do you follow that? <laughs> so I've been What's making bow ties on Etsy. That's fun. <laughs> and zero clearance inserts since I was in my twenties. Hey, I've made a lot of fucking bow ties and Teachers. the great. <laughs> so yeah, uh, I don't know how to follow Eric, but my week is obviously consumed by Etsy. Etsy orders, obviously. Um, I, I can't say enough good things about Etsy. It's do, it's doing really well. Uh, I did start making, or I didn't start. I think I finished. I think I started last week. I don't recall. It's This week has been such a blur. I feel like we were just recording. We were just recording. So I don't remember exactly what I said last week, but I had to make these two shower platform things for my beach house client. There are beaches in Nebraska. Come fight me, bro. My um, beach house client <laughs> yeah. so they got these two little platforms that come off their patio and they got two separate like little stations where you can uh shower off the sand off your feet before you go up on their on their very nice patio and they wanted to update their the little wooden platforms that are there I, they're just made out of construction lumber or, or cedar or something but they're really old they're really weathered so i remade them out of that can be an ash 
But I, I ran into a few problems last week. If you've been following me on Instagram, you watch my stories, you understand. Uh, I I used some older spar urethane to finish them after I got them all all built and everything. And it wasn't curing. Like, I don't know what it was. I got a few comments on TikTok telling me I'm a hack and I'm an idiot. So that could be the problem, I guess. That's helpful. Yeah. Um, I really think it was I laid down the finish in the direct sunlight, which is absolutely mm. not advisable anytime you do a finish. I should have known better, but I I built these in a hurry because my client is like, I need these before um, Memorial Day. And I'm like, okay, I need to just work on them and get them out of my shop before uh, I work on anything else. So it was kind of a rush job. And so I I feel like I blustered that decision blundered blundered there it is blustered <laughs> blustered words <laughs> on that blunder busted. words they're blunder an bust. arab mystery <laughs> yeah, okay so there it is made it I, uh, <laughs> I blundered the finishing process and i had to sand it all off and bungled? refinish it bungled are you bugled why are you, bugled. Why are you throwing you new words at me you don't want to make it too exotic there mike come on okay <laughs> all right all right all right <laughs> Um, so Danny I, make boo boo. I boo booed the finish. <laughs> I like that. I like that. We'll go with boo booed. I boo booed the finish. I had to take it all off. I had to refinish it. Um, I also had to put a hole in the top of the platform so it would go over the the faucet. And my initial uh, measurements and notes for the measurements, I misread them, so I had to redo that. It, it was just a real cluster f. And I am a hack. And to, to the that sucks, to the dude. to the guy that was on TikTok calling me a hack, that hurt. <laughs> but it feels a little I true. And I'll I, make I, bow ties. I, I can make bow ties better than anybody on the planet. So there's that. BBC bow ties. I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> what? I make real good bow ties. The That's PVC. All I know. Oh PVC. Oh PVC. The circle yeah, in PVC. my head. Uh, Did you tag all fourteen people like like we were doing for all the giveaway stuff? Oh no, Jeez. you should have. No, I don't. I don't know if you missed that, Eric. I did the PVC inlay in arena. Oh, I saw it. Yeah. Oh, for real. Yeah. It looks good. It looks good. Oh, for real. For real. It's real. an idea. It's an idea. It's, it's an idea. It sure. I'm gonna, I'm gonna incorporate it's, that into a future project. You wait. It's gonna blow your socks it, off. It technically worked. <laughs> <laughs> anyway uh my week's been fairly boring uh same old same old uh, i want to hear what mike has got going on i feel like uh, mike's gonna a, have a lot to talk about i got a shipping container delivered on someday this week we have like wood all over the place that reminds me i, sh- I ship my pants <laughs> okay <laughs> He said, you "Shipped your bed, low, low hanging fruit, buddy." I, sh- I shipped my own uh, lap of judgment. It was an Amazon basic return. <laughs> <Done> laps of judgment. <laughs> Why have you never said that? You. What the heck? A done laps of judgment. <laughs> okay, that's good. Okay, like that. that's really You're good. Welcome. That was royalty that? free. Uh, all right, thank you. Uh, no, I got a got a. You're never going to top Arab mysteries, so you you need to stop. <laughs> um, man, Dunlaps of Judgment might be the title. <laughs> that might be the front runner over beard scissoring. I mean, that's tough too. 
about that. Uh, yeah, if you, I don't if you know. Guys don't... Scissoring just brings me a certain level of joy that I don't know that Look, I can get past. Look, I'm gonna I'm gonna talk directly I, I, to the listener right now. If you don't <laughs> if you don't tune into the pre-show, you're missing out on a lot of these <laughs> yeah, jokes. You're a real fool. Uh, anyway, we got a. Uh, I I I had bought a shipping container because I got wood in all. My Shit shop's a good size, crannies. but it's not it's not big enough for my my operation. It's just not. Like it's it's really glaringly obvious that I need I need more space. And this is kind of a band-aid to fix that. So I, I had a shipping container dropped off. And man, those things aren't cheap during this time right now. It's crazy how expensive those are. Uh those Did it come like stocked with formula eight, by chance? 18 18- <laughs> Baby formula. Oh, that's relevant. Nice. Uh, <laughs> no, that's I'm sorry. That no, was... we uh that was super low. Listening in dry. six months, you won't it know what we're talking about. Like, it smells like fertilizer. Uh, but oh, hey, fun. I'm going to turn it into lumber storage. So we had a uh, hey, that's that's put, a good way. That's uh, like a you know two birds one stone situation. You can get rid of bugs in your wood with the fertilizer in your container. Man, wow, freaking! I don't know how that works. Let him out, get to yeah, it. I'll get to that here in a minute. <laughs> uh, so I had Sean put in. Uh, I had Sean put in. I bought a. Uh, like a really powerful attic fan. I had him put that in there because it's going to get warm in that thing. But we had it running today. It was not super hot today, but it kept it ambient temperature, like the temperature that was outside. So I think I think we're going to be all right. It won't get too hot in there. I'm just worried about the heat case hardening the wood, which would be a real problem. Basically turns that mm. container into a kiln. So That's what I was going to uh, say. You should turn that thing into we, a kiln someday in the future. I will talk about that here in just a minute too. Um, all right, I'm just so ruining all the things. So, all right, no, you're not ruining anything. No, I, I got, <laughs> I've got a, con- I've got a conversation on Monday. Anyway, uh, so yeah, we got the shipping container in. Uh, we actually, uh, I said next last week, one of my shop guys, my cousin Matt, he had COVID, so he was out, and there was a lot of stress. We ended up working through the weekend without him. Um, and we've got these carriage doors, which I'm, I'm really enjoying this project a lot. These carriage doors are really awesome. Really, really a challenge. I love new stuff and I love a challenge. And Mm -hmm. uh, man, these doors are, you have to get very precise on doors when they're four foot by eight foot each and they're Mm -hmm. dual swinging into each other and they land in and there's four of them. uh, The precision is, I was talking to the installer, the contractor, and he's like, yeah, you're going to need these tolerances. I'm like, we are going to have to do some really good stuff here. So it's 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 really cool. We're, we're, Yikes. I'm really excited about this. You're scaring the crap so, out of me. <laughs> um, the, I mean, we have like less than a 16th of play along both runs. So wow. um, it's 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 going to be uh, it's going to be interesting. Uh, Ouch. But it's a challenge and man, I love it. It's going to be really cool. And the, and uh, uh, we've got glass in this project, which I haven't done any glass. Well, I've done a few projects with glass. Not like this. Integrated into the project where we've got glass panels in there. What's up? Do you know what I learned recently? Because I have a door coming up that's going to put, uh, it's going to have glass in it as well. Um, glass mm-hmm. moves just like wood. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's a liquid. It's actually technically a liquid. Yeah, uh, it's it's ne- it's not actually solid. It's actually technically a liquid, yeah. and over time, the bottom will get bigger than the top as the material moves down. Interesting. And you crazy. Need to have I had no yeah. idea. You have to have a. Fl- it needs to be a floating panel, and that's what we're doing. We're gi- we're giving a pretty good, a pretty well oversized rabbit around it, and then th- the front trim on the front is going to be big of a rabbit, uh, like Easter Bunny size, or what are we talking about? I was just waiting for which direction you're going to take that. <laughs> so, <laughs> hollow chocolate size. I was like, okay, yeah, yeah. I was, it was uh, Easter, man. Easter, the incident. No, we. Uh, 
<laughs> no, it's a uh, we, we that that those job this job is actually very very fun and uh, we, we did some barn doors which are just so easy it was it was fun but they're very easy uh, not like these carriage doors these things are cool uh, but we're I would doing be curious um, to and, hear some info on that actually though because I got a, a entry door I got to do coming up in the fall and what I'm thinking of doing right now is having insulated glass in there obviously because it's an entry door but then I want to face it with uh, colored glass stained glass on one side or the other. Oh, and that's a good idea. I yeah, I don't know how it'll work, but I'm very curious to hear how this project goes for you. So I'll send you a video. I mean, what we originally, what how I designed it uh, was there. So it's a shaker style carriage door and it's got three panels in the front, floating panels in the front. And then there was six panels of glass originally. That's what the customer wanted. Six panels of glass, three plant panels of wood for the shaker style. Um Originally, I had six individual pieces of glass, and we were getting into the design more, and we're like, oh, this doesn't, we'll just have one panel of glass, we'll trim it out so it looks like six panels, and this glass will be easier to deal with and more stable. So we have the one in there, and it's pushed up against the trim that we'll be looking to the outside, and then on the back, we are going to trim it out uh, that will be removable should the glass ever break. Because originally, my design was there's just glass panels in there, if the glass panels <laughs> broke, they gotta make. They gotta get a whole new door, which is a terrible design. That's a huge design flaw. So, so we're like, we're like, yeah, we're gonna make it so they can pop trim off, or they can have me pop trim off if they ever break a window, and we can replace this piece of glass. Duh. I don't know why I was thinking that way. Um, so we got we got that design redone, and um, I, I'm actually really excited about where this this door is heading. So I think it's gonna be well. This door, these four doors. Um, I got a question for and, you. And yeah. Uh, so two actually. So are these internal doors or exterior doors? No, they're exterior doors. Exterior doors. Okay, so that's yeah. Okay, that's a challenge. They're gonna have a lot of movement. Yeah, it's. Fun. How are you insulating them? Because anytime I I framed out glass, I've put like those rubber beads or like cut rubber tubing to like move. You know when the wood moves and stuff, so you, it'll still be fine. But like, how are you sealing them in? Like well, around get, the edges. Are you running? Can I say the word? Can I say the word? They're gonna get cocked. It's gonna get a cock, just, cock job. Just cock. Okay. I wanted to say <laughs> no. It's good. They're gonna cock. Well, because I'm not running this any so kind of like rubber tubing on the inside to have it. No. So the glass actually comes with a. The glass comes with a uh, perimeter gasket? trim that actually it, it's a gasket. Yeah, it comes with a gasket for this. The manufacturer sends it with one. So we're oh, gonna be able cool. to fit that in there and get that in. But it will be. It will be. It will be hit with clear cock as well. <laughs> so. Uh, I'm five. Uh, so it was. It, 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 <laughs> well, that so, answers yeah, my it, question. It, I was going to ask what color the cock was. It's clear. Let's leave this hanging for a couple minutes. Uh, <laughs> minutes? You want to hang it for a few minutes? Clear now. For it's seconds. clear now. It's clear now what color the cock is. <laughs> um, yeah. So, so uh, that, those doors are great. And then we're doing. Uh, I've got a conference table for a gal, uh, but we're doing this desk, and it's it's. I love salvaged wood. Like, I just love live edge stuff. It's my thing. I love it. Uh, we're doing a live edge desk. It's an L shape with dual mitered waterfalls on the ends and then another slab holding the thing up. And I, for me, this is like a project I just love. I just love it. It's not technically a difficult project at all, but for me, it's just something I love doing. <laughs> like, I'm very excited about this project. I couldn't not work on it today. Uh, I was like, Sean, sorry, you're in, <laughs> you're in the shipping container. <laughs> I'm working the cave. on this table because I want to do this so bad. So uh, I, w I was working on that den. today. And I, yeah, he's in the bear den. <laughs> uh, Please call every it Tuesdays. that. Make a sign. Yeah. I want you to make a, a template so I you can spray that on. 
Yeah, yeah. I am. I'm going to cut that out of my laser tomorrow, the bear din. I'm 100% calling it the bear din. He's like, what's that? Don't worry about it. <laughs> Don't worry about it. It's the bear din. No, uh, yeah, I, it, this table is really uh, uh, rustling my jimmies. I'm really mm. excited about it. So anyway, we've got a lot of stuff going on right now. But, um, you know, speaking about failures, I, I'd been working on this restaurant build out all the tables for this restaurant and they the conversation started in a direction that i was very excited about uh i had full creative control uh the only um the only direction i was given was we want metal bases but not industrial so it, we so i came to them with a the design with my, yeah i know it was very weird <laughs> so we, yeah it was tough we had to, we came with a design i worked with my metal guy uh which is bidwell wood uh and iron i worked with them and um we came up with a great design customers like ah oh, we love this this is great it was going to be a really good job it was going to occupy most of our july and august um is going to be really cool and uh, then, you know, she comes back with, hey, I found someone who will do it for like 40% less. <laughs> you know, And that okay. is like a kick in the pants. And it's like, yeah, it's like, exactly. I, I was like, uh, I responded with, hey, thanks for uh, considering me and best of luck on your restaurant. And she sends yeah. me a long message back. I just wanted you to know this is a really hard decision. I'm like, listen. I'm sure it was. It's okay. Enjoy your yeah. 40%. I'm sure. Well, yeah, you have a great. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Listen, I'm it's sure, okay. You're dead. I'm sure he'll do great. Yeah. So yeah. Call yeah. me when they fall yeah. apart. Hope- that yeah let me know when the top split in half and uh right. they don't they paint the metal instead of powder coat you know it's solid the anyways so- we saw in austin at that one restaurant <clears throat> caulk i never thought to join the wood with caulk oh that was nice <laughs> stuff yeah it's it's caulk. it's uh caulk. <laughs> caulk. no yeah so this this week's this week's good it's a it's a good week we're going we're doing uh tomorrow the guys we're gonna kind of call it a little early and we're just gonna have pizza and hang out and have some beers and stuff for the to wrap up the week. So it's been a it's been a heck of a week. But, I'll be right uh, over. I'd love it. I'd love nothing more. Um, you're all invited. No, uh, yeah, it's just a busy week. There's a bunch of other stuff, but no one cares. Pete, what's up? Sorry, I was just writing. Uh, he's working on a large table that is wrestling his jimmies. I was just making sure I get that in there. <laughs> I do the show notes, by important. the way, Eric. I'm not just ignoring him. I'm not in like an AOL chat or something. Uh, so what did I do this What week? year is it? <laughs> it? It's still a thing, ASL. ASL, uh, ASL yeah. <laughs> uh, so I've been working on building some 3D printers still. I got uh, three new machines about two weeks ago. Last week, I finally started assembling them. The mini is already live in my office. You can see the spool in the video. If you watch the video on the YouTube channel, you can see Eric's beautiful face. He wears glasses, by the way. Spoiler. Um, so I got Spoiler. the mini all built. <laughs> I got two, one of the uh, the big printers uh, built, the Mark III. It's on the floor behind me. It's almost done. Are I these got another the, one that I'll be building this morning. Are these the What's printers up? that you did the unboxing live on YouTube? Yes. So the mini's assembled. The other one is not finished yet. That was... The next thing, thanks, Dan, for the uh, oh, the I, low I lob. ruined everything. No, no I appreciate it. No, thanks for the low lob. And I'm gonna hit he it put the, the ball with. on the tee for you. Yeah, he just placed it on my back and it fell off. <laughs> Throw it so back to me I, afterwards, Pete. I forgot something. Sorry, I did something. Yeah, sure. I, I did something that I haven't really done before, and I've always wanted to try. And I ended up throwing it together in like 20 minutes. I told everyone I'm doing it, I'm doing a live stream on Instagram and YouTube at the same time. And then 15 minutes before, I'm like, oh, I should probably like set up. But I threw it together. I did a tandem live stream. It was actually a lot of fun. I got some good feedback and some constructive feedback on like camera placement and stuff. But I got an iPad mount 
for doing the Instagram live. And oh my God, you're able to like put your phone really far away, get a nice oh shot God. of what you're doing. And you could see the the text on iPad. And I also had Emma moderating so I could like focus on two things at the same time. So basically all I, this is mainly like a, I'm unboxing, but really it's just, let's hang out. Let's answer some 3D printing questions. People ask me every single day questions about the whole process, what machines to get, all that stuff. So I figured let's just chat. So uh, not only that, but I needed more content for my YouTube. So now I have another video. I have a live on there now. So it's a nice way to get into that. And I do these lives for the podcast all the time. I figured why not just try one for just us? Why just Instagram lives? You know, Instagram, it's it's not evergreen content. YouTube, it is. It'll always be up there. Instagram, just no one really searches it and whatnot. So, can you search lives on can you? I, was just, I, I don't think you can. That's actually a good you, question. You can post them to your feed, but I don't think... But they're not searchable. I'm wondering if... Because yeah. they become a... a um, <clears throat> what is it? IGTV thing. I wonder if you can search yeah. that then. Doesn't matter. It's not evergreen content, whereas YouTube is. So I figured, you know, let's throw it up there. Uh, and actually had a good turnout on both, which is surprising. I was expecting to just have like people in Instagram and like no one on YouTube and just have a video. But we had a bunch of people in there because they wanted the uh, the widescreen shot. So that was fun. Emma moderating was really helpful. Like doing it by yourself is hard. Now I finally get why all these like bigger accounts, the wives are involved. It's for a reason. <laughs> like you need a second person to like go through the questions while while you're like showing you're like, look at this cool tool I got. I'm like, oh, this person's asking a question. Like, thanks. Because I'm holding a tool. You know, you got to get somebody else involved. So that was really fun. Um, I almost wanted to just go balls to the wall and get my like old phone and just put TikTok live on just to have it. Because uh, I see some people doing TikTok triple lives. Down. I haven't really tried one. Yeah, Maybe next time we'll just do like can't, all. Can't go triple D, man. Come on. Triple D? That's, oh. that's not with that attitude, accepted. you can't. Challenge accepted. I don't know if you're man enough, Pete, and I'm not going to lie about it. <laughs> It's fine. fine. Emma is, and she's there with me. So, <laughs> my wife is man enough. My and wife is man enough. My body hurts. <laughs> uh, so yeah, so it was actually kind of fun to do that live, and it it made this might sound weird, but like made YouTube less scary by doing like an Instagram YouTube live. Like I I got a hour long video that just went up on YouTube. Somebody puts it on in the background of the shop. I'm getting my watch hours or whatever, and that's kind of what I need right now because I'm trying to get monetized. Uh, I'm not cool like Eric, who has a YouTube channel, by the way, in case people don't know. <laughs> yeah. Apparently people don't know. People seem to be confused about this. I do yeah, have a YouTube channel. Yeah, there seems to be some sort of... in fact have a YouTube channel. He's kind of a medium deal. Go check it out. Three questions were, Eric, have you thought about starting a YouTube channel? <laughs> <laughs> no. Guys, it's there. Can. Just Google it. If you Google, Google like Ian Curtis, that's like the it, first guys. thing that comes up. It's there. <laughs> All right, I, I, big question uh, for me. I'm sorry. I'm I'm no, totally going to cut you off, Curtis. I right, see. I called Curtis, you Curtis again. Son he of does a, this a lot. Eric, what does the Sir. N stand for? Nicholas? Nancy. Nancy. Ah, that makes more sense. Okay. It's every Nancy every time. Curtis. This is something that that never fails to make me chuckle. Every is it time Nathaniel? you're on the phone with somebody, you're just like, is it Nathaniel? Eric, What's your middle initial N? And then they're like, N is it Nancy? I'm like, yes. Eric Nancy Curtis is my name. <laughs> How did you guess? I you love got it. it in what? Uh, no, it's Neil. Neil. Ah, that makes more oh. sense. Nah, I like that's Nancy what, better. We're going with Nancy. Na- Nancy, I'm going to roll with Nancy. <laughs> yeah, we're doing it. We're doing it. We're doing it live. So, I mean, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to ask. So it's 
like Ian Curtis is like your name for what you do. I, I don't want to say for your shop. Well, because I guess you, know, I you have I a shop. I don't, and stuff I don't too, really but. know how it came about. It just like I didn't want it to be Eric Curtis. And then when I was starting my business and in, in whatever it was, you know, 2010, no, like I was people like, struggle with this all the time. That's why I ask because like, right, right, right. Ask us like, how do I name my thing? Like, what's your name? I don't know. <laughs> it was that. like. It was a little bit of like, how do I make something interesting sounding? Um, and I think it is interesting. Like Ian Curtis, like, I mean, I was also like fresh out of college. There was a little bit of like, oh, this is why it's always lowercase is because I was like, oh, E.E. E. Cummings. So it's like, head of lowercase. I'm a super cool hipster millennial. Uh, <laughs> but um, I mean, truth be told, like ericcurtis.com was taken. And I was like, you know, it is what it is. Uh, the only downside, I say we hunt him like, down. I still like Ian Curtis. I've tried. Dude was like, I'm not going to sell it to you. Can you imagine um, how fun would it be if that Eric Curtis that owns EricCurtis.com, if he lived in New Mexico, if we could do two birds with one stone, <laughs> go get this <laughs> Eric Curtis trip and get pulled over by Steven Seagal. <laughs> imagine if we get. If we get arrested by Steven Seagal for threatening EricCurtis.com. Oh, man. That's the dream. Wow. That's I'm the sorry. American dream. Wow. Pete's still talking uh, about what's on his bench. I'm really sorry, Pete. No, no, I, no. I, th- we're going down a rabbit hole. I have a question now. Do you have a logo? No. Or do you have I like don't. a brand? Okay. Because I was, I was going to ask that. I, I know you have your uh, Life is Silly shirts. It has a very silly logo on it's it. A, there, I, but like, that, so but like, I was wondering because like, you're one of the few people where like you. The reason I was asking about the whole name is because you are the brand. Like you, your photo is the same yeah. across most of your platforms, and that's how people recognize you. And, and, this and is a conversation pros, I had with Paul Jackman a few months that. ago. Yeah. Where like he put his face as his logo now. Yeah. Like did people he change know his who he is it's, it's I don't know. It's yeah. one of those things where um I I tell people constantly, like I, I'm not a smart business person. Don't take my business advice. Um, all I do is, is make objects and all I do uh, is win and, and pray it's, it's that it works. <laughs> um, but I mean, green shirt and muscles. That's your, that's your thing. <laughs> green shirt and muscles. That's going to be, if I ever start a private Instagram, that's going to be the handle. Green shirt and muscles. Green shirt and muscles. <laughs> oh, speaking of private Instagram, can we talk about what coffee's going to do for your birthday? Do you did you forget, Mike? Yeah, I'd love to hear about this. <laughs> you're gonna you're gonna change your uh, you're gonna change your Instagram handle for Eric's birthday. You don't remember this? At the <laughs> I bottom? do vaguely what? remember this. Was there a lot of bourbon? I do remember this, but was there There's a lot of bourbon involved. Right? Uh, we yes, there was a lot of bourbon involved. You were deep. you were telling him you're gonna change your Instagram handle to the Snicker Diddler, the Nuke, or the Nuke, or <laughs> something like that. <laughs> It was a Snicker reference. <laughs> it was a veinless Snicker reference. It was a veinless, <laughs> the veinless noog or something. Um, no, I think it's just the noog. I sent a video to Mike and Dan at some point. I was at a store checkout and I'm rubbing a Snickers bar. I'm like, guys, verified. They're still there. <laughs> That was that nobody was understands lost. this. That was lost in the alcohol ether. Yeah, the, uh, there, there was a red. I'm glad we brought it back. Saying saying that they that out of my moved mind. the 
<laughs> the veins from the Snickers bar. <laughs> smooth as the day is long now. They just smoothed it out. Uh, that, it became like a, that became the like a theme for the whole weekend in Austin. It was, listen, it was listen, a great Snickers trip. has their insecurities too, okay? They got some work done, okay? It turned, yeah, oh, they got I don't know. Botox. Smooth I don't know if you know this, Eric. Snickers I don't know if you know this. It, that, that turned out to be fake. That was, uh, it was, yeah, fake. It was yeah, fake. It was a fake. That was false news. That was fake, news. Oh, that was fake long, news. I assume it's Terrible. Fake. Yeah. Terrible. But so still, anyway, you're still going to be the baneless noob on my birthday. It was one of the catchphrases <laughs> of the weekend. Like, that was, yeah. Like, that, the incident. Now, I can't believe you forgot about like, that. Man, I wish I would have wrote it down. Completely gone out of my memory. can't believe you thought, yeah, I can't believe you thought I'd remember that. I think it was the Snicker Diddler, though. <laughs> no, what? It was something like that. Was... I may have to change my birthday request to the Snicker Diddler, though. No. <laughs> <laughs> oh, crikey. Oh, my uh, God. Pete? Oh, yeah, Pete, what's on your bench? <laughs> Continue. Uh, I'm working on some uh, floating shelves for a neighbor of mine. I just have to do the... Uh, uh, the inserts like the in or the inlays or whatever i have to cut out a spot for the, the hardware mortises? uh and thank you for the idea mike because you cut all your templates on the laser i don't know why i've never thought to use the yeah, laser i've cut so them on a fast. cnc like a pleb ouch like, or made them by hand Man. i'm like oh i could just cut them on a laser this is so much easier just although i need to get a casual flexing over here i could just, just cut them on a laser welcome to my world eric because i've either made them by hand or i've cut them on a talk about lasers and i go to sleep over here this Mike's guy's like, over here watching my stories where I'm routing things out with a router plane. He's like, I just cut it on a laser. I got a laser <laughs> guy for that. Got a laser yeah, guy. He's a rabbit plane when you have a Laguna EX laser. <laughs> <laughs> so aside from that, I'm doing, it's, it's unfortunately, it's landscaping season. And they'll get a lot of property, they said. It'll be fun, they said. Nobody and then you have that. to buy mulch, buy 30 bags <laughs> no, of mulch. No one and you says go, that. <laughs> oh, this, this is half of it. Why didn't oh, you have soil delivered, dude? So I, much cheaper. I have to learn, Mike. I have to make mistakes okay. first. <laughs> I just had six yards of soil delivered today. Must we be got, nice. I'm in all Sunday. Look at I the humble flex over here. I just flag. had six first yards of soil delivered. No big deal. It's not a flex at all. <laughs> I put it in the bear den. so much money. <laughs> yeah, it came with a container. It was filled with it. <laughs> to buy that much in bag form it'd be like eight grand i learned it's like that, uh Mike. 400 oh bucks <laughs> bags are ridiculous man it's i know yeah, it's ridiculous i know mistakes no. were made yeah but at can, this point i'm all get, sundays legitimately day. can you get soil delivered at your property because i can't you know yes. like i, I live I in the city I just nobody's gonna to deliver ask. soil through my house into my back Alan. No, no man. that's true. I'm in like West your Podunk, New Jersey. Yeah. Like we're we're good. Get it get it heavily fertilized with manure too. Your neighbors love that. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah I'll just have this the stuff stinks. So if you I know really it's need good. cow poop, it I can drive bad. up the street and get it because there's farms everywhere. You guys mm. saw. Uh, but it that's smelled it. like there's a Nebraska joke warehouse in there at nine thirty in the morning a couple Thursdays ago. <laughs> <laughs> So is that all the words on the benches, right? We all I think so. Bench yeah, things. Yeah. We have more questions yeah, for Eric? Or are we gonna no, I think that's the show. We have questions. I think other people. We have questions. That's definitely not, not made up show. past. Look, we got some questions for Eric, but I mean, some of them are pretty stupid, so I don't really want to. <laughs> <laughs> Hold on. Let me get this. Uh, let me, uh, uh, you know, let me read this one because some of these Collins, man, you know what I'm saying? They were like really like low blows to. Yeah. What kind of name really is Colin? Some of them. So. <laughs> Colin, I see. That's what you said, Colin. Right? I, I hate see what you did you. there. Did Colin Jones call in? You. I love him. 
Colin Jost called in. Uh, Eric, Lincoln Woodworks wants to know, have you started on your male sculpture yet? I want to know what that uh, means, first of all. I like have a male. So, uh, Dan, I... I oh, you're speaking directly your to female, me. Your female sculptures, was this like <clears throat> out of a dare? Or is this like a natural <laughs> progression kind of a thing? No, so this was... <laughs> I don't think I've ever told the full story of this sculpture. Um, so this was uh, December 2020, right? So this was after quarantine. Um, and peak I, COVID. I, peak COVID. Uh, and I started dating a girl. We're all nipples um, deep in COVID. <laughs> and uh, Areola's oh, deep. For sure. For sure nipples deep. Yeah. <laughs> and, uh, and, and I had never done a figurative piece before. Uh, and I really wanted to push myself artistically. You know, we were all like going through it during COVID. And, yeah. uh, and so I had an oak log and, um, decided I wanted to make a figurative piece as best I could. So, uh, the girl that I was dating at the time, um, was, was kind enough to agree to model for me. And I, I made a figurative sculpture. She sits, you know, five feet to my left right now on one side of my couch. And uh, for a first figurative piece, I think it's an engaging work. I think that the line work and the surface quality is pretty good. Um, but there are things that I would do differently now as, as with any piece. Uh, and so what I want to do Add a penis. Is, is to make a male piece <laughs> and just schlong it up, you know? Just hang brain out like? there. Just, yeah, you're going to uh, do it. You're going to perform an adictomy. For sure. For sure. <laughs> So it just, it is not even like the piece is oak. I'm just going to like wall nut, you know? Right. 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 Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Give it that contrast. Absolutely. Yeah, it's yeah. all about yeah, emphasis. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. So what I want to do, uh, hopefully sometime within the next year is to, to do a male figurative piece that, that, um, you know, is, is there, something of, of a balance to that. Is there anywhere online that I can see the the finished yeah. first oh, piece? Oh, for sure. Yeah. It's all for over sure. his Instagram. All yeah, his it's Instagram. on my Instagram. Oh, I'll I should probably up follow it. Is there, somewhere, on, is there someone, the somewhere online where one... Is there somewhere online where someone can apply to be the muse for your oh, next that. Hey, you know what? <laughs> I, I'll, I'm, I'm taking... It's an open application process. You had me at open hang brain. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god um i'm trying to here actually it's the first uh image under sculpture on my website Man, I'm gonna put it in he's the actually chat got images right i was now. just trying to sound like a yeah. creep if you just go to iancurtis.com hey, you, you wanted you wanted to see uh, uh, right. some creepy you know wooden boobies uh there you go We'll call them I will if always look at pictures of those things, regardless of the. Life, oh, I love his account. I love when he yells medium. "woo." <laughs> Marble, wood. Right. I love what wo- Wooby does with uh, skateboards. <laughs> um, <laughs> skateboard Woobies. <laughs> oh yeah, there you uh, go. Yeah, it's a boobies. It's a piece. All right. <laughs> it's a great piece, dude. Dude, I mean, oh, like quality work is hanging in the tits, bro. Young in the, whoa. <laughs> well, I can't say that. <laughs> oh, that's. Is, I'm sorry, that's the line on this show. <laughs> Man, that's actually really good. Like, 
I expected yes, I could say a lot of creepy things about that, but that's I actually really hard to do. Actually, in there, he's actually good. No, 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 no. He, I wanted, really I wanted to look at it. Actually, he was like surprisingly. That's no, not no, the no. worst sculpture I've ever no, seen. No, no. I want to. I wanted to look at this picture and be able to say really creepy things about it, but it's actually really good and artistic. There's no I, nipples. I can't. I'm sorry. It's, it's not George's bat suit. It's actually very impressive. <laughs> it's topical. Sadly. Sadly. <laughs> Sadly. Um, I expected more Playboy. Playboy esque. So Playboy. So you say Playboy. you say sometime this year or sometime in a Playboy, year. Playboy. It's a. I'm, it's I'm a, hoping sometime within the next year. Playboy for pigs. Uh, that I cool. can I can make that happen. Um, I'm going cool. up to to Maine to do a residency <laughs> in the fall funny, for yeah, nine yeah. weeks, which I'm excited. I haven't actually announced that yet. So anybody listening to this, uh, I'll be what up are you, there. What are you um, doing? At the back at the Center for Furniture Craftsmanship, which is where I went to school. Awesome. Uh, I'll be awesome. up there doing a, a residency for nine weeks from uh, mid September cool. to early November. Um, so very excited <laughs> about that to get back up there and, and play around some. Uh, I've got that entryway doors is one of the things that I want to explore while I'm up there. And then the second project is is kind of open ended. Uh, could be a reiteration of the the plant based coffee river table thing that i've done mm-hmm. that was past. cool um, legit my wife loves that loves that i'm glad to hear that. there's a lot I'm, of people who no, seem to no, really I, dig the content. i think it's sick i think it i think it's cool man i think it's really like she, she just my wife's plant lady she loves plants i i, yeah, I, yeah, I think yeah. looks sick i love that thing i think i think it wasn't a dig stop really knock that smile off your face guy <laughs> 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 it's a good piece it looks cool uh, um so we'll, I, see. we'll see what happens I think that um, I don't. I'm really new to woodworking, and like I, 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 I love it. I just love woodworking so much. And and uh, I got like I deep dove into it during during COVID. And something I don't I don't really do regret. I don't really do that. I don't really do regret thing. But uh, no something I wish I had done was, and it wasn't something I couldn't do. I tried multiple times to go get some formal training. And uh, I was actually having this conversation with Dan this week. Uh, I, I I multiple times tried to get into classes classic class and they just kept getting canceled i put deposits down they get canceled it happened at least four times over covid and i never got any formal training it was all trial by like social media uh online and uh <clears throat> figuring it out and like something i'm trying to do for myself your residency statement really uh speaks to me because i i'm really i really want to take some classes this year it's really big for me and i want to continue that education because i don't i need to learn a lot there's a lot i need to learn and um that like this year I'm trying to get two classes, like like one week minimum classes where I'm gone. I take, I leave the shop, the guys handle the business and I'm gone and I better myself. See, that's great. You got, so. you built, you built the structure on which you can walk away mm-hmm. and work still gets yeah. done. That's really good. That's, yeah, that's, that's smart. Dude, I just, honestly, I just miss guess. teaching. I need, I want to, I want to find a school around here. Like I'm not a, a professional woodworker, <clears throat> but like, but we are often undervalue. We know way more than most folks. Exactly. Like I, I miss teaching intro to furniture making, like building these pieces with people. Like just it's, it, it really is great. Intro is to laser thing. furniture making. And that's laser exactly it. He's got a laser. Cut. <laughs> uh, and, and like, I don't know. I was just having this conversation uh, with my friends, Larissa and Annalise. Um, if you don't know, great follow Larissa, by the way uh, on the Larissa man, Larissa, like hundred percent great follow. 
Larissa is truly a badass, uh, worth a follow, mm-hmm. and she's an even better human than she is an Instagram person. <laughs> Larissa, who? Which is Be more specific. Larissa. Larissa dot Huff uh, is her her handle. Um, she's legit. But we were just having this conversation because she was just down at Aramont or or Penland, one of the two. She was doing a, a residency there, and. Um, one of the weird things that happens in, in kind of the world that Larissa and I live in is we straddle that world between uh, the art community and the woodworking community. And so we're constantly in a place where like most of the people that were like where she was at, um, they all had MFAs and Larissa doesn't have an MFA. And this is something that I struggle with constantly is like, how do you deal with that acceptance into a community that you feel like you're an outsider of. Um, and for me, this is like, how do I get accepted into the art community when I'm a woodworker? Or for a lot of people in our community, it's how do I get accepted into the woodworking community when I don't have a formal education or I'm not a full-time woodworker or I don't have 20 years of experience, whatever it is. And this is what it all comes back to. Like I was talking about at the beginning of the pod, it's like you're wherever you are, it's good enough. You know what I mean? As long as you're making progress toward the next thing, that's all that matters. And and this the real is, problem is is you allowing other people you allowing other people's expectations of what you're doing yeah. interfere with what you're doing. You but, can't but even your own expectations, which I think can sometimes be more dangerous, right? So this is a constant question that I get asked is like, what's your favorite piece you've ever made? Which is an impossible question to answer. Because yeah, you can't answer that. every time I make a piece, and, and I've touched on this before, and this is not always true, but it's always my aim is to make the best possible object that I can in the moment that I'm making it. Right? <clears throat> and what you can't do and what's never healthy is to judge an object that you made based on the knowledge and skill set that you have currently. Right. So if I made a piece five years ago or seven years ago or 10 years ago, I have to take into consideration the things I didn't know and the progress I was making at the time that I made the object. And if I can critique the object with that in mind, then I have a healthier understanding of not only where I was, but where I've come from since then. Uh, and and it's, it's, it's always that battle of like, my goal is to make objects that have some kind of an emotional impact, not only uh, on the viewer, but, but, make an emotional statement or a spiritual statement of myself in the world that I live in and how I interact with the world. Uh, But in 10 years, hopefully I'm way better than I am now. So why would I judge the pieces that I make now with the skill set and understanding that I have in a decade? Uh, So as long as as you're doing the thing, just keep doing the thing. And that's, that's good enough. That's the whole, like that is what being a human is is doing things and learning and failing and understanding why you aren't as or weren't as good as you are now. So what I'm saying, Mike, is like, just if you want to take classes, take classes. What I'm saying is, buddy, you're good enough as you are. That's all I'm saying. Oh, no, (laughs) I'm a woodworker. I'm making a good living. Like I'm, I'm, this is literally, uh, um, I know what I'm doing. Like yeah. I'm, I'm, yeah, I can you make do. a living off this and everything's going fine. I want to get like my very 
I, I want to get very technical with my knowledge for me. That's something sure. I want to do. I'm not doing it to prove to anyone. I'm, my business is going great. Like, I, I mean, things are going really well. Like, I, I'm, I'm not trying to like, I don't need to prove anything to anyone. I just don't care. It's, I literally just want to get more technical knowledge so that when I do have, when we are, when I am doing things, I have, it's all about perspective. That's why I like having different guys in the shop. Like I really like, like Sean has more knowledge than me, like straight up, just more experience than me. Cause he's been doing it longer than I have. Um, he, he'll be like, why don't we do it this way? I'm like, mm, that's a really great idea. We should do it this way. That will be, that will net a better result. And sometimes I have, I have less experience, but I have different experience than him and I'll go, let's try it this way and we'll end up in a better result going my way as well. So sure. different people have different things. And that's why I think it's important that the woodworking community isn't exclusive. I think that it needs to be a very open community. I think that people uh, bring a lot of perspective and it will only make woodworking better. Um, and like I said, I don't do regret. I don't regret it. I, I did want to go to those classes for a reason. Specifically, I've never made a chair um, that's something I want to do. I have never made a chair. I've knocked out some chairs, <laughs> but I've never made a chair where I'm like, that's a chair. You know what I mean? Like I've, I've knocked out some chairs. Like it's like, there's four legs, there's a butt rest and it went under a table and technically you could sit on there rest. and that's a chair, you know, like, uh, you never maloofed that, a chair. I want right, to make a chair and be like, yeah, that's a chair. You know, I want, that's where I'm talking but, about. So, I mean, that's something I want to do. And like doors are really calling to me for some reason. I don't know why doors are calling to me so hard right now. I'm like really excited about doors. Um, I love tables. You know, there's things like I'm really excited 60s. about. But there's <laughs> Jim Morrison, the best. There's, I'm, I'm glad you said uh, Maloof, Dan, because there, there is like, we have kind of the three um godfathers of, of contemporary woodworking right there's there's maloof there's nakashima and there's ashrick uh ashrick was the artist who became a woodworker nakashima was an architect a landscape designer a woodworker all of the things maloof was a production woodworker he was uh, a, a production artist right his his creative uh, capacity was within making the same object over and over and every time it was very slightly different so for whatever reason we knock production work uh, uh like we we think that it's i don't know less, less artistic. artistically right yeah. exactly like it's less some <laughs> it's somehow lesser than one-off work but maloof made the same damn chair for 50 years but every time he made it he made it by hand and therefore by definition it was very slightly different and it evolved yeah. ever so slightly mm -hmm. over time through the necessity of his process but it's just like, a natural evolution basically right. there's there's yeah. nothing like again if you want to make cutting boards make a hundred cutting board, whatever it is that that makes you happy whatever it is that makes you smile if you do the thing with intention that's the thing that's going to drive your process, it, your your craft forward over time. Stagnation is the killer. I mean, that's the bottom yeah. line. Like stagnation is the killer. Like there's no positive growth. I mean, there's people who make cutting boards. I mean, they're they're just sick. They look amazing. Like people, I don't want to do sure. it, but there that are, doesn't yeah. matter. It there doesn't are people that I follow on I Instagram that thing. are killing it with their business and they're just doing sure. cutting boards. A Ginny and Davis yeah, come not, to mind. Like they're just like, I don't I don't crushing care. cutting boards. I don't I don't care about it. But I can look at it and go, that's really great. Like, really, that looks, that's really an, an expression of art. Yeah. Um, and I, I don't like it. And me not, or that's not true. I don't have the passion for it that they do. 
but that doesn't this invalidate their thing. Their thing is no, real. Yeah. Like whatever right, I'm right, chasing right. has nothing to do with what they're chasing. So it's right. all like it's all everyone's different. Doing also, different it's like things, a shop so. setup thing too. Like if you're doing chairs, your shop is set up very differently. Like a table saw is not your main piece. Right. Like you're you're looking at like just a lot of workbenches. When I walk into chair shops, you just see templates hanging everywhere, whether they're you know wooden MDF or just like paper ones. It blows my mind how many templates sure. they work off of. No, I'm I'm glad you bring that up actually because they're like the idea that you as a woodworker has to do everything is inane because you can't do yeah. everything. Chair making is a specific niche oh, of woodworking, right? Thing. The same right. way that we don't, as furniture makers, assume that we know how to make a barrel. Like a cooper is an entirely right. different <laughs> profession. Why would that's we think that we can do it. that? You know, that's for whatever reason, thing for we're like, oh yeah, I'm a woodworker. I can make cutting boards. I can make spoons. Uh, uh, I can make a table. I can make chairs. Designing chairs, designing a comfortable chair. I'm sitting in a chair I designed in school right now, 10 years ago. It's the most uncomfortable chair I may have ever sat in, right? But it was my first attempt. I didn't understand ergonomics of the seated position. Like, there's so many things that go into it. I so wish why this we think- wasn't a podcast. I have a chair that I made right over there that just sits over there. It is so ugly, so uncomfortable, but it's there. And I right, look at but- it. But that's an important thing to, yes. to go through, you right? It. Like it's a milestone. It's, it's the process yeah. of failing. And we don't, for whatever reason, we, we are failure averse at this moment in time in our culture. And the only way to get better at something, this is something I tell my students all the time, you have to make a hundred shitty objects before you ever accidentally make a beautiful one. And what'll happen is you just make your hundred and first shitty object and then you'll look at it and you'll go, Oh, that's actually not half bad. And then yeah. the next time you make it, it'll be a little like it's like a half life. It'll get half as you know gooder. That's gooder, how, yeah. Uh, that's how I love the term gooder. Pollution. Yeah. yeah, it's a pollution. Oh, <laughs> um, but that's we got another question. Show title. <laughs> no, it, look, we got. I got. A, I got another question for you, Eric. Yeah. Uh, this is Kevin Willingham. He says, "Trying to make Eric, trying to make your finish, but I can't find turpentine anywhere. I believe you said mineral spirits will work, and I'm curious if it's the same portions." Before you get into answering his question specifically, could you tell us a little bit about what finish he's talking about? Sure, sure, sure. Um, so the finish that I like to use is actually a variation on um, what a lot of people call the Maloof finish, which is, the Maloof, it's, a, it's, yeah. it's a rub on varnish, right? Um, so essentially it is a urethane based varnish that I wipe on, wipe off. And then over several coats, um, I'll <clears throat> essentially lessen the, the urethane and increase the wax content. And my goal is to kind of, what it's the, the adjective I always use is buttery, right? Like a finish that doesn't, feel like it's sitting on top of the wood, but it's kind of emanating from the wood a little bit. Um, but also the wax give it, gives it a very tactile, um, uh, you know, silky uh, presence about it. And because my goal is to blend sculpture and furniture, uh, the, the, the tactile experience of the piece itself and how you interact with it is really important to me. Uh, so that's where this this finish kind of stems from is, is trying to get the best tactile experience for the customer that I can. That being said, 
my finish is essentially one part urethane, one part uh, turpentine, and one part Danish oil. Uh, and I'll usually <clears throat> wipe that on and wipe that off for roughly five coats. Sometimes it's four, sometimes it's six. Uh, and then I'll usually do two to three coats of uh, applying a turpentine wax mixture uh, with an abrasive cloth and then buffing that out. It is very labor intensive. Um, people doing production work, there's no way that I would recommend doing this. It's, it's silly, but if you're going to spend a month or two months making a piece, um, uh, or in a <clears> it's on brand for case, what you're doing, right? Yeah. Like it makes sense for me. If I'm going to spend yeah. 300 hours on an object, why wouldn't I spend another 20 finishing it the way that I want to get the, the tactile experience that I want? hundred percent. Uh, so that all being said to answer the question, Turpentine and mineral spirits are essentially interchangeable. They are both uh, uh, thinners of uh, urethanes. So you can absolutely use mineral spirits in place of turpentine. The reason I use turpentine is simply because I think it smells nicer than mineral spirits. Um, <laughs> they're both higher in VOCs. Even the, the low VOC mineral spirits is bad for you. So, you know, choose your poison. Um, Flip your beard up. Yeah, lift your beard up is fine. <laughs> yeah, uh, lift your beard up and you're fine. You, you, should, oh, you yeah, should be sorry. able to get turpentine at your big box stores. Uh, Good luck I know in California. You can get it yeah, not in California. Not. Really? <laughs> Interesting. <laughs> we just assume. You, you, or denatured alcohol. Um, Wasn't no, it is ben, true. Ben oh. Mike just like messaging about he couldn't find some kind of part to the finish or something? Like That's he was trying to get bummer, some denatured alcohol. Oh, denatured um, alcohol. You, I, I have will to get say, a, I have to get denatured alcohol from a commercial place. I will say, Crazy. if you're struggling to find turpentine at the big box stores in some states, uh, you should be able to. Turpentine is a very traditional artist medium to thin oil paints, so you should still be able to order it from paint. artist supply stores. So, like, even if you have to go to Blink mm. Supplies or if you have to order it online, you should still be able to get it. I'm pretty sure you can get turpentine in the drink fountain at the Pizza Ranch here in Nebraska. Well, I mean, if you're yeah, if you're going to like sure. if you're going to anywhere named Pizza Ranch, like you can't think of two <laughs> no, more American. The best pizza in Nebraska. Yeah, it's right next to it's right next to the Mellow Yellow. Casey's. <laughs> Mellow Yellow turpentine. I don't know. I I cut right. I cut most of my finishes with uh, with chloroform, and it's fine. Does <laughs> <Sprag> smell <laughs> like chloroform, dude? Well, that explains oh. that. You got a dart in your neck. This is uh this has been a great episode. Eric, thank you so much, man. This is I think we're gonna wrap this one up. We're not gonna get too much else on like we're we're deep into this son of a gun. So No, this is uh, a man. great episode since the incident. It was this great. This is a really great episode. Gentlemen. I uh I don't know when your birthday is, but I'm buying you a mic and I'm changing my name to the Nuke. Nope, Snicker Diddler. It's gonna be fantastic. It's Snicker Diddler now. And I don't want any explanation. I want an Arab mystery about it. All right. This. No, no. It's not going to be anything. It's gonna, yeah, Arab mystery. <laughs> Fantastic. Please listen to the pre-show, people. <laughs> oh, that was so good. Uh, well that played, was Eric. Uh, big, big thank you to Eric for coming on the show. Go check out Eric on Instagram and YouTube. He does have a YouTube. I don't know why there's confusion <laughs> there at all. TikTok. He has a YouTube. And that's on a TikTok. And then why don't you just go give some traffic to his website for us, guys? Go just check yeah, out his website. He's got that sculpture on there, there that I like. Nah. It's my new favorite. <laughs> go see Wooden Boobies. <laughs>
Yeah, go see the Woobies. So, uh, uh, anyway, big thanks to our listeners. Big thanks to our patrons. You guys are awesome. Keep sharing the show. This will be out tomorrow. Today is Thursday. It'll be out tomorrow for the patrons and Saturday for everyone else. Uh, until next week, we will talk to you guys then. Have a great one. Uh, I love you. Say hi to your mother. I love you. <laughs> Welcome to Costco. I love you. <laughs> <laughs> love you a long time now. Love you a long time. Bye. <laughs>